sometimes it really is a matter of life or death for a CIO. Yes, people do die if you don't reply fast enough. Sending the epidemiologist or the uh, data analyst or the logistics people or the vaccine that you need in a particular location before it's too late. This is ThinkCast. Welcome to ThinkCast, the Gartner podcast channel. Here, we talk with the world's leading analysts and thought leaders about the hottest and most important IT and business topics. We discuss the latest insights, best practices, and informed predictions that will get you thinking about how best to solve your immediate challenges and build a better long-term strategy. So enjoy this ThinkCast conversation. Crisis management and disaster recovery are integral parts of any CIO's job. But not many of us apply them to responding to Ebola or the Zika virus. No, we're usually worried about downtime, not a global pandemic. But when you're the CIO of the World Health Organization, well, your perspective shifts a bit. Hi, I'm Scott Smith. My guest is, in fact, the CIO of the World Health Organization, Mark Eves Tui The WHO is the public health arm of the United Nations, with offices in more than 150 countries. Mark Eves Tui took over as the agency's CIO in 2014. Respected for his change management initiatives, Mark previously served as the CIO for the city of San Francisco. And before that, he held leadership positions at companies like ASML and Rome and Haas. He'll be speaking as part of the CIO Stories series at Gartner Symposium IT Expo in Barcelona in November. You can learn more about the series and symposium on the symposium page of Gartner.com. But Mark has graciously given us some time now for a preview of his symposium appearance, as well as insights into his change management and crisis management approaches. It's a conversation so wide-ranging that we'll give it to you in not one, not two, but three episodes. So let's get started with Mark Eves Tui Two of the World Health Organization, who joins us by phone from his office in Geneva. Mark, welcome to ThinkCast. My pleasure, Scott. Mark, I actually want to start with a quote you gave back when you took the job at the WHO. You had been, of course, prior the CIO of the city of San Francisco. And you were talking about, and let me quote this, I don't want to sound bizarre, but the idea of helping save lives and protect populations with technology, that's pretty inspiring to me. And when I was reading that and doing a preparation for this, it struck me as really that in many ways is that definition of what Gartner talks about with that good digital disruption, how technology can bring change and how CIOs and IT leaders such as yourself can help play a major role in that change. So let me start there. How can IT drive the mission to make this a healthier world? Okay. Yeah, first of all, I do remember me saying this because uh, when I was first approached by their uh, headhunters, I was not finished in San Francisco. So I first said no, I gave names, and uh, maybe they didn't like the names I gave or something, but uh, they wanted somebody knowing enough to make changes. We'll get into that, I'm sure, during the uh, the interview. And I I finally uh, said yes because uh, it was not business as usual. It's not like uh, we sell stuff, we need you to help us uh, do what you do. It was the Ebola crisis. So uh, there was trouble. So it it was not a drill. 
it was a, a real situation where you had to take everything you've got in your bag and bring it to help make a difference. So how can IT uh, help in many, many ways? Uh, the first thing I do usually when I arrive somewhere is that I take the job description, I just uh, destroy it and then uh, recreate it the way I think it should be. And that's exactly what the organization that hires you uh, usually expect change agent to to do to explain okay what what can you do and then that means that first thing you you have to ignore the natural boundaries put around you or obstacles and try to say well I I can also do this or I could also do that and um, so let me clarify what the this and that could be so in the uh, four key result areas that I usually uh, pitch and, and then try to see what the fit is for those tools. Well, and not in order of importance, but I would say um, one is uh, business process support. Two is uh, information management, business intelligence included. Three, cybersecurity, which is you could argue is integrated in one of the other dimensions, but I choose not to for a reason I can explain later. And then four, the uh, smart infrastructure, which everybody takes for granted. So in IT, usually I say you got two legs, the plumbing, which is your infrastructure, which we should not poo-poo the plumbing because it's very uh, fundamental. And then the uh, business process support, which largely define, you know, includes the other dimension I described, information management, BI, cybersecurity, and everything. But so these are the four cards I can decide to play in the game. So what does it mean? Well, usually when I interview with uh, clients, my internal clients, or my clients in general, uh, I say, to me, you are the sum of your processes, so tell me about your business and uh, how you run your processes. And then are you happy? Uh, are you happy with the speed of your processes? Are you happy with the completeness, with the efficiency? And uh, is there anything I can uh, simplify and accelerate? So in the case of uh, WHO, the World Health Organization, what do we do? I'm sure we'll get into that, but I had to identify the processes that are either broken, not working, or not working well enough to help achieve our goals. And then after that, uh, if business processes are okay, those business processes generate some information, and are you comfortable that you are leveraging the information that you possess, do you know what you possess, and do you access the information that you need to make your decisions fast enough and well enough? If not, that's the second card I can play. Well, first of all, you can say, yes, I'll first do the audit on, hey, is the infrastructure able to even, you know, uh, bear the load of business process, uh, uh, efficient business processes and the uh, information management, and can we do that securely, cybersecurity? So that's the first layer of my answer to your question, and there, in the crisis of Ebola, the answer to those questions were, well, you see, we need to dispatch people in the field in uh, Guinea, Sierra Leone, and a few other places where the uh, Ebola was bursting. And uh, so when you need to deploy 2,000 people within six months, some organizations tell you, uh, we can't even recruit somebody within six months, so recruit, onboard, and dispatch, and then manage. Uh, that's, that's a challenge, so we need to do this faster, better. And if you don't, uh, 
you know, like in the, uh, I don't want to sound, I don't want to sound like, uh, you know, was it uh, a few good men? Um, like, uh, people die. But in fact, yes, people do die if you don't reply fast enough. Sending the epidemiologist or the uh, data analyst or the logistics people or the vaccine that you need in a particular location before it's too late. How's that for the beginning of an answer? I like that. We are definitely off to to a much different start. And I must say, I think a lot of people tune in to hear a CIO and they're thinking, okay, networking, uh, mobility, how do we uh, bring digital business in out of cybersecurity? I'm not sure most CIOs have Ebola right at the top of their uh, work agenda. So we're definitely off to a different start. Um, but but let me ask you, so you, so you mentioned you, you come in, you're dealing with that crisis. You've got to figure out all these ways to get people out quick. It really speaks to while again, we're not talking to those circumstances, but we are talking to certain things that are becoming more common in business, the uh, digital business world, agility, um, mobility, and so forth. What are some of the lessons you learned in the um, fight against Ebola and that you've now been able to kind of uh, um, uh, put into place? And I'm thinking now you've just recently had to deal with, of course, the uh, Zika outbreak. Um yeah, I realize that maybe that's not the usual way to answer, but and uh, I hope we'll get into this when we talk about you know so what you know how do you define the leadership required? What is the role of a CIO, a modern CIO in 21st century? And uh, I am not the IT guy. If this is uh, who you wanted, you got the wrong guy. So uh, wherever I go, I am a business guy, and uh, I'm sure we can uh, go deeper, but. You don't want to be, you know, people are like, oh, yeah, we want to be a trusted business partner. Yeah, well, okay. So uh, first, you know, if you think of yourself as the business, then just be a partner. Uh, and that makes a hell of a difference. So not being a guy means like, okay, we take for granted that the seat at the table, yes, my infrastructure is okay, and if not, I'll fix it. But then you graduate into the real thing. What is the enterprise about? What is our vision, mission, strategy, tactic, and how do I help? What do you need? How can I help? It just so happens that I'm pretty good with IT, so that's my additional uh, thing. But first and foremost, you have to be part of the business. So I know it's easy to say, but um, I can tell you that uh, when I arrived in WHO, that was not at all taken for granted. So as a CIO, it's let's take it from the standpoint here of crisis management, which is at its heart what we're talking about this, regardless of the scope or the issue at hand. What is it when you come in and you're looking there from a leadership standpoint and saying, okay, how much of it you look at it and say it's um, situation by situation? How much is it you say, I need to form a process that can be repeated? What, what is your approach as you deal with these very high profile and let's face it, um, outbreaks that put the world on edge? Here's how it works. Everything's quiet, right? And then you have a, uh, I don't know how familiar you are with the uh, escalations, but you have a, Grade one emergency, grade two emergency, grade three emergency, which for us is like global threat. And when you have a grade three emergency, it's like all the red buttons are pushed. And uh, whatever your life was, it doesn't apply anymore. So if you have the um, the top exec of emergencies, you know, he doesn't really care what you do, whether you're uh, the chief of this or the chief of that. You know, he's got a global threat. 
And as a CIO, you need to understand what the organization is facing and what do they need. So in this particular case, you've got people in the field, they collect information like, uh, okay, somebody died, uh, a lot of people died. So you, you have from district village to uh, sort of information to the uh, district, from the district to the region, to from the region to the country. And the country, as the Ministry of Health, is communicating to WHO information about what's going on. And also other partners like the uh, Center for Disease Control, CDC. And then we're trying to understand what's going on. So that's the first part. See, you can say, how can I help you make sure that the person who died 20 days ago, you will visualize tomorrow on your screen? When in fact, you want to know that not two weeks from now, you want to know that now, or at least pretty close to now. So that's one example of something you can help with, which is called the field data collection. Then you need to understand... uh, how many uh, medical centers are around this place. You need to understand how many warehouses with the right uh, equipment, vaccines, boots, disinfectant or whatever, depending on the whether the threat where you are is a high pathogen or whether it's uh, something different. So understanding what they need, logistics, people, and then from there, uh, meteorological information or all the types of data that you need to correlate for them. This is something, nothing can prepare you for that. This is not the usual stuff. So, but you apply your training. Your training is process. So the first thing you try to do is, okay, I'm going to try first to synthesize what I hear. I'm going to try to put it in the right process. And then I'm going to see if I can clean it up, simplify, and accelerate that process for that guy. And when they realize that you can, and then the good news for you is that... Uh, you're in. The bad news is that you're so in that sometimes you wish you were not because they won't know where it came from. Makes sense. Be careful. Almost be careful of what you can deliver because they'll expect it the next time. So it's uh, very true. Well, you most of the time, you know, the people in emergency, they're like uh, Borgs. <laughs> Resistance is futile. You know, they just want to assimilate all the stuff that they need people, money, logistics, they just need to respond and respond fast. And the world of emergency is on four legs. It's prevent, prepare, respond, recover. So in the prevention, there are a number of sub-processes. I know that now. At the time, it was like a bit fuzzy. Then there's preparedness, make sure a country is ready. For example, if you know there's Ebola in one country and this country is surrounded by four other countries, you have some actions that are taken in the preparedness. And then when the uh, incident takes place, when there is a pandemic then, or even um, well, an explosion of uh, some kind, then you need to respond. And then uh, those are also, uh, that's the macro process would be response, and then the sub-processes would be uh, event management, incident management system, cold take, cold dispatch, resource planning, contingency fund organization, quick staff surge, so on and so forth. And then after it's over, or even while you you ramp it down, you go into recovery mode. Damage assessment, contract management, public information, investigation, insurance claim, stuff like that. So I have the whole um, framework in front of me on my wall and big. It's the uh, emergency disaster management framework. 
and then you try to prioritize with your client here, okay, what's the most urgent? What is the survival must do right now? And you've got triage like in a hospital, you know, what is the hottest item to tackle and figure out if you can help. Your weapons of choice are the information systems, but not only business process mapping, analysis, and, and other stuff. Project management is not the least one. Triple constraint management, that's lifesaver. And that's a good place to take a break. This has been part one of our multi-part discussion with World Health Organization CIO, Mark Eves, 2E2. Gartner is an impartial, independent analyst of the information technology industry. All content provided by other enterprises is expressly the views of those enterprises and the speakers. The information should not be construed as a Gartner endorsement of said enterprise's products or services. World Health Organization CIO Mark Eves 2E2 will be speaking as part of the CIO Stories series at Gartner Symposium IT Expo in Barcelona in November. You can learn more about the series and symposium on the symposium page of Gartner.com. I'm Scott Smith. And you can hear more of my discussion with Mark in part two of this interview as we dive into how you can make a bigger impact on your organization. It starts by being the change agent that they need me to be, not the IT guy. That's next time on ThinkCast. Thank you for listening to this latest installment of ThinkCast from Gartner. We hope it gets you thinking about new ways to approach your IT and business concerns. And don't forget to check out the Gartner webinars at gartner.com slash webinars. Or look for more of our ThinkCast podcast at gartner.com slash podcasts. Make sure to subscribe to Gartner ThinkCast on iTunes so you don't miss an episode.